0: Is it's all the rage? It's all the rage. It's all the rage. Come with me in your Bibles to Psalm two. Now, am I going to echo, or did something just shift, or are we good? Okay, all right. Psalm Psalm two. Psalm Psalm two. Uh, It says, "Why do the nations? Why do the nations rage?" It's a good question. Why do the ra- the nations rage and the people plot a vain thing? The kings of the earth set themselves and the rulers take counsel together against the Lord and against his anointed, saying, let us break their bonds in pieces and cast away their cords from us. It's all the rage. It's all the rage. Sometimes sometimes uh, we look at the world or we, 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 we experience the world around about us and, and we, we don't understand why. We don't understand why. Every day my wife, who's still on social media, I was fortuitously banned from social media, which if I was honest with you, I have no regrets about, but um, but every day there's somebody hating, somebody being nasty. And I'm thinking she is one of the most beautiful humans, one of the most beautiful humans on the planet. How could anybody not like her? She's the sweetest, kindest love, but there are just then I begin to realize it's actually not about the person that is the object, is actually about what is broken. It's about a rage that's in the world. Um, The house of God must be the house of answers. The queen of Sheba came to Solomon when she heard that he had built this temple. And the Bible says that when she came, she came testing him with difficult questions. And the Bible says when she saw the wisdom When she saw the wisdom, how do you see wisdom? I thought it's invisible. When she saw the wisdom that was on Solomon, that there was no question too difficult for him. When she saw the house that he had built, the entryway by which he went up from his house into the house of God, he, he connected his house to the house of God. He built his house and he built the house of God and he built an entryway of connection. The Bible says when she saw the seating of the servants, their apparel, and their, there was no more spirit in her. And she said, you know what I heard back in Ethiopia? I thought it had to be exaggerated, but now that I'm here standing in your presence, I realize they only got it half right. This is, this is greater than anything I've ever seen. The Queen of Sheba takes Judaism back to Ethiopia because she's so impacted. The house of God must be the house of answers. If you come to the house of God, and you don't you don't understand the world. So today I just want to help you to understand. I want you to understand why why they want to defund the police and open borders. Why, why, why would they want to dismantle our southern border and defund the police? Why, why, why would they want to do that? Because the kings of the earth and the rulers have taken counsel together against the Lord against his anointed saying let us break their bonds in pieces let us cast their cords from us because this is this is what these reprobates in the World Economic Forum and the World Health Organization and these the Democrats have completely sold out to them half the the Republican swamp have sold out as well in case you're thinking I'm just Because they know this, they know that, that they know that if we defund the police and we elevate crime and violence, fear will and chaos always means that people give up freedoms by giving up more by giving more authority to governments. America is is a land of freedom. Because our founding fathers didn't put the authority in a king. They didn't put authority in a monarch. They put authority in we, the people. And that those who govern are elected by us and they, they govern at the consent of the governed. That's how it's meant to be. But, but, but dictators don't like that. There's a spirit in the world that rages against that. This rage is so crazy that this last week we we've seen reports where Target decided to uh, enlist a Satanist to 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 do some clothing lines and designs. They've lost nine billion dollars in the last week because. That they, they wanted to put pride, LGBTQ, Pride now, the pride, the gay, the LGBTQ agenda makes up a quarter of our of our calendar. I'm not sure if you realize that, but but this there's, this there's, there's, I mean they have a whole month, a pride month and then they have an LGBTQ month and then there's another month that uh, so Christmas gets a, gets a little little mention, but they they get almost three months of the year where it's it's rammed. Down, down our, down our faces. It's rammed down our, because there's there's a rage against God. There's a rage against God. The rage goes so deep that 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 when Liane called, my my Leanny called our local Target and said, you know, you've got little onesies for babies with pride on the front, uh, and and so the the manager kept saying, ma'am, ma'am, you know, that's your preference, and we can't. We can't, you know, that's just your preference, and we can't, you know, accommodate or facilitate. Well, well I thought that was someone else's preference. I thought LGBT. So, you, so what you're saying, Target, is anybody that has traditional, family, sanity, biologically aligned preferences, you have no voice at this table, but we're going to take, Hmm. I need you to understand that the rage that is in the world, the the rage that is in the world is, is a rage that began in the Garden of Eden. It began in the Garden of Eden. And it began with the question, has God really said? Has God really said? And a rage, if you know anything about a rage, it doesn't stay stagnant. Left, it just it just keeps festering. It's moved from has God really said to a rage against what God has said. It's a rage against what God has said. But I've got good news because we are not. Jesus is not of the crowd that said that you know God has said. When Satan came to tempt Jesus, Jesus's first encounter with Satan in the wilderness, he says to the devil it is written. He didn't say God has said. He said, let let me, let, let me just explain to you devil who you're talking to. He says, you've probably identified that I'm the Hamashiach, I'm the Messiah. But let me tell you where the Messiah comes from. It comes from the Jewish people, I'm a Jew. He says, and we are the race that have given ourselves in the earth not just to hear and obey what God has said, But we are the people where where Moshe went up onto a mountain and God with his finger wrote the law, wrote the Ten Commandments into tablets of stone. He brought them down and broke them and he had to go back up again and get a second lot. But he brought them down and we have preserved them and then everything God has said to us, we don't just believe what he says, but we have written it down. So let me just tell you, devil, it is written. It is written. It is written. He says, "We are the people." So just like you're doubling down, we're doubling down. But there's a rage in the world. In, in, in Genesis 1:27, in Genesis 127 it says, "And so God created man in His image, in His own image, in the image of God He created him, male and female. He created them." Mankind, mankind comes in just. Two options, male or female. They can only come in two genders, male, XY, female, XX. They only come, but this spirit is so fueled in the world by rage that, that, that it, it wants to defy God. And so it says that that even though God has set male and female this, this rage says we rage against everything God has said, has said even to this point, even to this point, that, 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 that a male can transition into being a female and a female can transition into a male, can transition. This, this is the lie that if you speak biology, speak science, speak truth, you're a bigot, you're a... Uh, A transphobe, you're a homophobe, you're a they call you all the names. They call you, and whenever they call you names, it's because they they, they have a rage. When when people rage, that they they're irrational. There's no logic. Is it possible for somebody who was born male to become female? Is it possible for them to change their chromosomes so that with enough operations or with enough medications or with enough puberty blockers, that all of a sudden the doctor says, just like in a microwave, oh my gosh, congratulations. Congratulations, you have now made the transition. You're no longer XX, you're now XY. When, 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 When God brought the woman out of... Eve's, uh, out of Adam's side Adam said when he saw her flesh of my flesh bone of my bone she shall be called womb man she shall be called womb man for she was taken out of man a, a man and I was, I was just in, in England in a coffee shop and I saw a person And I just thought, ah, I don't think that's a biological woman. And they were about maybe five foot, five foot eight. And then the the young lady stood behind this person, five foot eight. And I immediately knew, yes, even though there was the long hair and the makeup and, uh, you know, breasts, just the size of the hands I could see. And so I knew, very, very tormented and, and broken. And I thought, you know, at, at, at best, at best, they've become an ugly woman. I was just trying to be honest. I'm like, dear God, at the very, very best. Square jawline, Adam's apple, like. And I'm not trying to belittle because it's a very broken person. It's a very broken person. That They're a tormented person, but they've believed a the lie. They've, they've believed a the lie that, that, hey, it doesn't matter what God has said. Has God really said male and female? You, you, you can become whatever you want. You just rage against God. And if you take puberty blockers and hormone treatments and cut this off and add that in, it doesn't matter what you cut off and doesn't matter what you add in. If, if you don't have a womb you are not a womb man. Wow. Yeah. It doesn't matter what you transition. If you don't produce seed, you are not a man. You can grow a beard. I mean, over the years, there were bearded ladies at the circuses. So just because you have a beard doesn't make you a man. But we live in a world right now where... where. We were told that as a church, we were told that there's no place for the Bible. There's no place for prayer in schools. How dare you, you know, come in to indoctrinate our kids? How dare you come in with that, you know, old-time religion, with that Bible? And there's no place in our schools for biblical values. There's no place in our schools for our young children to be subjected to what God has said. We want to make sure that our young people, that they can make up their own minds without the introduction of what God has said. But these same people, these same same people are the ones who will who, who have fought to make sure that men dressed in drag carrying a spirit of confusion and perversion they're allowed to go in for for reading hour that they're allowed to to read to they're allowed to introduce curriculum even now down into kindergarten to expose our people to uh, 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 what the bible calls an abomination what the bible calls a perversion, what the Bible calls sexual defilement, they want to make sure that that's okay. Just don't you bring your bite. There's a rage in the world that is against God. There's a rage. It's, 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 it's a rebellion and it's a defiance. Have a look at this, this quote by Cecil B. DeMille, who made the, the movie, The Ten Commandments, interesting. He says, we cannot break the Ten Commandments. We can only break ourselves against them. Or else by keeping them, rise through them to the fullness of freedom under God. God means us to be free with divine daring. He gave us the power of choice. We don't, we don't, we don't break God's commandments. All we succeed in doing is breaking ourselves against them. Well, I don't understand why, you know, awakened church, why you gotta preach like that. You know, we're gonna get banners and say, awakened church. You know, spreads hate. Well, no, we don't. We spread truth. And if you hate the truth, the truth is going to look like hate. We love our city and we love people too much not to tell them the truth. I say all of that to say that because this is Memorial Day weekend, and I know that the men and women have given their lives. These, This was somebody's son, somebody's daughter. They, these people were raised. They lifted their hands and said, we will volunteer to go and serve. They fought missions. They fought enemies. They fought evil on this nation and on foreign soil so that we can have the, 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 the freedoms that we enjoy. But those freedoms are slipping away because the generation before us went asleep at the wheel and the generation before us put their trust in government. They, they stepped back, they, they they partied and they revelried and they celebrated, but they didn't warfare. So now the war has come to us and we have a globalist agenda. Biden was not elected. He did not win 81 million legitimate votes. The Democrats have been Winning votes by ballots because they know they can't get votes. They've been winning power, seats of power, by ballots because they know they don't even contest for your votes. Fetterman didn't, he didn't even get out of it. He couldn't even put a sentence together, let alone campaign. Katie Harms in Arizona was in her basement. She didn't even bother coming up because they had all the ballots reproduced. They know there's no signature ver- verification or chain of custody. They've been winning by ballots. Biden, drop-offs in the night. How many more do you need? Let's just keep holding it back. Three weeks later, the five swing states that Trump was winning in a landslide on election night. All of a sudden, they call Arizona. Why? Because the the fix was in, the rig was in. They already had the the crew on the ground ready to fix it. However, they needed that narrative because it looked like it was, was, in fact, at that particular time, it was a 99% that Trump was winning the election. 1% Biden won one out of 19 the counties it's impossible to win the the presidency of the United States of America unless you win 11 of them he won one and somehow won but um, uh, a, Donald Trump won 78% of the counties around the United States. You can't win the counties and lose it. It is ridiculous. But things were stolen because there's a globalist agenda and the globalist agenda does not honor God. How do I know it doesn't honor God? Because it has no value for you. Listen to me, if, if they take away your vote... They don't care about your voice. You know whose voices weren't cared about? The Jews begging for their lives as they were as they were herded into carts, into headed off to Auschwitz, headed off to Birkenau, headed off to the concentration camps, to the ovens. When a a man's voice is taken away, his worth and his value is taken away. Why do you think our founding fathers made the first, the First Amendment freedom of speech? Because they know that it is the first. If you cannot speak, if you have no voice, if you cannot bring your grievances and have them heard you are you are a slave you are not a citizen and and this is the the world that we live in but i thank god for a church that celebrates memorial day i thank god for a church that says it is for freedom that Christ has set us free and it is for freedom that our warriors, our men and women who put on the uniform have set us free. And, and I'm telling you, there's a rage in the world, but I've got good news because there's a power from heaven that is not only a match to that rage, but can quench that rage, that can overcome that rage, but we just recognize the rage. Can I get an Amen. The rage has gone so far that, that, that we, we see that they have uh, the, the rainbow. They, they, they've stolen the rainbow. That's what we say. They've stolen the rainbow. I don't think they've so much stolen it as they've co-opted it. They've co-opted it. In, in Genesis, when, when God says, I'm going to put a rainbow in the sky. He says, I've made a covenant with you, Noah. I'm never going to destroy the earth again with water. I'm never going to do it again. And he put a sign in the sky, which was the rainbow. And God said, you know, in in future, if if people lose their way and fall into sin, I I promise you what I'm going to do is I'm going to look at the rainbow and I'll remember my covenant that I won't destroy the earth. I won't drown everything. God was grieved with with what he had to do to to cleanse the earth. These people gather under the, the rainbow. And rather than coming under the rainbow with repentant hearts saying, thank you, God, it was our sinfulness that led to the first judgment. They actually come under the rainbow in their revelry, in their rebellion, in their rage. And they not only double down, they triple and quadruple down on sexual perversion and sexual vice to stick it to God. That's why they, they've taken the rainbow. In, in 2020, we saw the lockdowns. We saw the shutdowns. Have a look at what Proverbs 18.1 says. It says the, the fool... Isolates himself. There's no wisdom. You never make your best choices when you're isolated. The fool isolates himself. Proverbs 18, 1. Is it behind me? Proverbs 18, verse 1. If we can throw it up there, Proverbs 18, 1. The fool isolates himself and rages against all wise counsel. The fool isolates So we, we, in 2020, we, we were isolated. We were, we were put into isolation. We were separated. It was all about, there's a, there's a pandemic because because this spirit that rages against God knows that you don't make your best choices when you're isolated. So it isolated us. So that we made foolish choices, not wise choices. But have a look. The, 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 the fool isolates himself and he rages against, see the word rages? He rages against all wise judgment. Now, now uh, let, let, let me just say this, that... The latest data and the latest research that has come out from the George Barner Research Institute shows that, that the, the people that have bought into the LGBTQ and the, the trans and the pride and all that kind of stuff don't actually get fixed. They actually don't, don't, they're not happier. They're not happier. In fact, they have found that the anxiety they had prior to transitioning didn't get fixed in the transition, it actually only heightened. They found that depression got worse and they found that suicide went went through the roof. So this, this doesn't bring peace. It doesn't bring resolve. It brings death. It brings destruction. It brings devastation. It promises something. It promises that you can be born again, that you can be a new person, but it is all a lie. It is a lie that says, hey, has God really said? God hasn't said, neither has He said. You can be whatever you wish, whatever you fancy, whatever you prefer, whatever you identify. If you want to identify one day, you can, but it's all a lie and it is a destructive lie and we're here to say something about it. Can somebody say amen? Amen. Amen. Most, most of it is fueled, most of it is fueled um, by, by a self-loathing and a self-hatred. That's what it's fueled by. I was, um, I, had to, I had to do a, a little bit of a self-assessment because uh, I kind of subscribed to this kind of this fitness, kind of online fitness guy and don't say I need to get my money back. I can't believe you would say that. And, um, and it's really interesting, he, he, on one of the online coaching things, he just said this. He says, the one person that, that you can't fix in the gym is the person who's, they start off with zeal. They start off, they're doing the diet, they're really strict, they're working out, and they, 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 they look like, whoa. And, and they make immediate gains in the first week or two. Immediate gains. He says, but what the problem is, they end up worse than they started because the motivation is a self-loathing. The motivation is they hate themselves. So they're fueled by a rage of self-loathing and self-hatred. He if, if, if you have that, and he's obviously not a, a pastor or a Christian, you need to get it fixed. But I, I want to say to you, that these people, they're, they're, they're transitioning because they loathe themselves, they hate themselves, they want to emasculate themselves. And we love people too much to not be courageous. We love people too much not to tell the truth. Let me tell you, if you, if you hate who you are, you are out of sync with God. God made you. The Bible says you're fearfully and wonderfully made. But there is a spirit. It's a satanic spirit. It's a demonic spirit that wants to come into you. And when you look into the mirror, it'll tell you that you're ugly. It'll tell you you're too fat. It'll tell you you're the wrong size. You're the wrong shape. You're the wrong color. You're the wrong gender. It's a spirit. Rather than listen to that spirit that hates you and obey it and let it mutilate and destroy you, better just cast that spirit out. You better just drive that spirit out and bring a spirit of God. Align yourself with the word of God that says you are fearfully and wonderfully made, that He fashioned you, He created you, and before you were even knit together in your mother's womb, God already had plans, designs, and purposes for your life. He He has He dreams dreams of your future to give you a future and a hope. Better come into alignment with that than with the other thing. Number two, there are two fuels that drive mankind. There are two fuels that that drive mankind the first one that we see is the rage that we see in the world but the second one is joy and peace. which camp are you in the rage camp or the, the, the joy camp I, I want to do a little bit of a deeper Bible study with you now just to, just to show you that this is not just the opinions of a pastor with a microphone but this is actually biblically based in, in Genesis 4 we see the first murder the first murder Cain murders his brother Abel over an offering over acceptance over an offering. Cain rages and murders his brother. When you get to when you get to uh, the story, God comes to Cain and he says, Hey Cain, where's Abel? And Cain's immediately defensive. How, how will I know? What all my brothers keep up and God says, Well actually yeah you You're not your brother's keeper. I thought you should be your brother's keeper. Why why would you stop being your brother's keeper unless, of course, you've murdered him? And God says to him, what is this that I hear? Your brother's blood calls to me from the ground. He says, now because of that, because the earth will no longer yield to you its increase, I already told Adam because of sin that life would be difficult. You've just made it seven times more difficult because you've spilt innocent blood. And Cain, instead of saying, you're right, I'm so sorry. How do I make atonement? How do I get my life right? Cain says to God, my sentence is more than I could bear. Someone's going to find me and kill me. He, he immediately goes into victim. No, no repentance. Just doubles down. We, we live in a world right now where I'm not sure if you noticed, but uh, uh, there are people with the laptops, but no justice is happening. They, the, the FBI just completely destroyed all the, the corruption in the Clinton Foundation. All, you know, Jeffrey Epstein had an island that um, Bill Gates and sadly some politicians and even one high court supreme judge used to frequent. That was a pedophile island and uh, he hung himself Uh, the cameras were obviously off and the two guards just fell asleep at the exact time, the perfect timing for him to hang him. we, We live in a world right now where the wicked, they don't like justice because justice will punish their wickedness. They don't want to change from their wickedness. So they rage against justice and they wanna dismantle the justice system. They they will make up false accusations about the righteous, but when the wicked who are caught up in all kinds, nothing happens. So watch what happens. The Bible says God puts a mark on Cain so that in God's benevolence, so that no one will find him, will, will murder him. Cain goes out and gets married. And then it says that Cain went from the presence of the Lord in verse 16, dwelt in the land of Nod, east of Eden. Cain knew his wife. She conceived and bore Enoch. Enoch. And he built a city and called the city after the same name, the name of his son Enoch. To Enoch was born Erad. Erad begot Mehujael. Mehujael begot Methushael. Methushael begot Lamech. Lamech took for himself two wives. Greedy. Two wives, the name of one was Ada. the name of the other was Zila. Ada bore him Jabal. He was the father of those who dwell in tents and have livestock. His brother's name was Juval. He was the father of all those who play the harp and the flute. And as for Zillah, she also bore Tubal Cain. I want you to know that it started with Cain and it finishes with Cain. Tubal Cain an instructor of every craftsman in bronze and iron, and the sister of Tubal-Cain was Namah. Then Lamech said to his two wives, Ada and Zillah, hear my voice. Wives of Lamech, listen to my speech, for I've killed a man for wounding me, even a young man for hurting me. If Cain shall be avenged sevenfold, then Lamech seventyfold, he is reveling in his, it's, he's wearing it as a badge that, that, man, Cain got a sevenfold, man, I'm now 70-fold, they're doubling down in their wickedness. But what I want to do is I want you to understand that, that everything in your Bible has patterns and pictures attached to it. So the name Adam, who is the father of Cain, the name Adam means man. Cain means Acquired when when eve bore him she says i've acquired a man from the lord but literally in hebrew means an acquired spear enoch means teaching Irad means rebellion. Mehujael means who proclaims God. Methushael means demanding his death. Lamech means the despairing. And Jamal, Jubal, and Tubal, Cain, literally come from a Hebrew root, Tebel, which means confusion and perversion. So if we can throw the next screen up, this is literally what we find in Genesis 4. Man acquires the spear of teaching teaches rebellion, who proclaims God demanding his death. So the despairing are captured, seized by, acquired Cain, captured, seized by confusion and perversion. That's the spirit that is in the world. That's the end of Genesis 4. Genesis 5 has the genealogy from Adam to Noah, from Adam to Noah. Adam, uh, God gives him a third son by the name of Seth. Seth means appointed. God has appointed. Cain was acquired. Out of, uh, Seth was appointed. And if we go to Genesis 5, this is, this is what we see. We see Adam. We see Seth. Seth begot Enosh. Enosh begot Canaan. Canaan begot Mahalalel. Mahalalel, the great God, begot Jared. Jared begot Enoch. Enoch Begot Methuselah, Methuselah begot Lamech, Lamech begot Noah. If you put all 10 of those names in a sentence, it says, Man appointed mortal sorrow. The great God shall descend teaching, and his death shall bring the despairing comfort. And hope. These are the two spirits that are in the world. The first one is a spirit of rage that wants to be in our education system. It wants to educate people in rebellion, it, it proclaims God but demands his death death. It rages. This is the rage that's in the world. This is why you'll find yourself persecuted just for being a Christian. Jesus says, you'll be hated by all nations for my name's sake. It doesn't make sense. Jesus healed the sick and raised the dead and cleansed lepers. He went about doing good and healing all who were oppressed of the devil. And yet they shouted, crucify him, crucify him, crucify. Because it's a rage that is in the world. It's a rage. But I want you to know the good news is that Jesus calms the raging of the sea. I don't have time to fully go into it, but um, if you turn in your Bibles, if you can throw the scripture up, 2 Kings 19, 27 and 28, there's a, there's a, uh, a king that comes from Assyria. His name is Sennacherib. Sennacherib has, has literally marched through the land with his army and devastated every region, conquered every territory. And now he comes and he sends a, a, a letter to... Hezekiah, and he says, "Hezekiah, don't put your faith in your God. Have the gods of Parvaim, have the gods of Hadva, have the gods of Persia, being able to protect them from me and my army? Don't put your faith in your God. Jerusalem will be crushed underneath my feet. There is no army, there is no power, there is no God that has been able to resist my advance. And the Bible says that Hezekiah took that letter and he went into the house of God. That's what you do when you get a cancer report. That's what you do when you get a negative report. That's what you do when they're foreclosed. You bring it into the house of God and he presented it before the Lord. And as he presented it before the Lord, the word of the Lord through Isaiah the prophet comes to him. And then Isaiah says these words, he says a lot of stuff, but he says these words in 1027. Can, Can we put it up there? he says but i know your dwelling place you're going out and you're coming in and your you what your rage against me next verse because your rage against me and your tumult have come up to my ears therefore i will put my hook in your nose my bridle in your lips and i will turn you back by the way in which you came the bible says that after hezekiah prays in the temple of the lord dispatches an angel that angel and his sword and destroys 170,000 of the Assyrian warriors so that there was devastation and death when they woke up in the morning everywhere. The Bible says that Sennacherib goes back to Assyria and he goes into his his temple to worship his God, and while he's worshiping his God, his two sons, his eldest two sons, come and stab him and murder their daddy, and they flee. He comes with this rage against God, and in just one I want you to know you don't need to. We don't need to fear the World Health Organization or fear the George Soros's and the Bill Gates and the billionaires who are trying to usurp and destroy America. But we do need to to take that and bring it into the house of God. We do need to pray. We do need to pray. Now let me just give me one more. I've got I've got to do one more. I got to do one more. I got to do one more. Come with me to Luke chapter six, Luke chapter six. In Luke chapter six, Jesus is in the temple. The Bible says the religious people, the Pharisees and the scribes were watching Jesus to see whether he would heal on the Sabbath. The Bible says there was a man in the synagogue with a withered hand, with a withered hand. Why was he in the synagogue? Because the Pharisees were saying, hey, we're gracious people. We know that nobody blind or lame or defiled could come in. Gentiles couldn't come in and nobody with a. But you know what? He's We're going to, he can sit and hear the teaching of the Torah. And the Bible says, Jesus said to the man with the withered hand, come and stand up here. And they brought him down. The front was sacred because that's where the Torah was. And they were already gnashing their teeth because the man came down. And then Jesus looks at the crowd and he says, tell me on the Sabbath, on the Sabbath day, is it lawful to do good or is it lawful to do evil? And they wouldn't answer him, they wouldn't. And then he says to the man, stretch out your hand. And the man with the withered hand stretches out his hand and it became whole, it became whole. Jesus was showing that the Torah is there to bring life. It's not just there, to, it's not a powerless to leave you. You leave the same way you came. But have a look at verse 11. Can we throw verse 11 up? Have a look at verse 11. It says but they the religious people were filled with They were filled with what? Rage, rage and discussed with one another what they might do to Jesus. The NIV says how they might destroy Jesus. They were filled with a rage. That rage goes through really you've seen religious zealots. They have a rage. I've seen some of their their Instagram accounts. They rage against stuff. It's it's like, wow, you're, you're attacking the right people, but the spirit you're attacking in, ah, it's just, there's a rage in them. But Psalm 65 verse 7 says that God calms the raging seas. Jesus said, peace be still. Immediately there was a great calm. Jesus is the one that calms the rage. I had a rage in me. When I was 18, the rage in me, because of the abuse from my father, the amount of times where he beat my mother, I I made a commitment that when I turned 18 and I'd started boxing at 15, I had three amateur bouts. I won all three. And I knew I was physically ready. but, But what I didn't think through and I... That was the cause of the delay was if I beat my dad's head in I won't be able to live in my house anymore. So I thought, shoot, I better have enough income where I can afford to live in an apartment or a unit. And so I was was in the middle of putting squirreling money aside so I could beat my dad. But I had this rage. I had a rage. The rage wasn't good because you you can't compartmentalize and confine a rage. You, you, you can't set fire to the couch in the living room and then not think it's going to jump to the curtains. Not think it's going to go into the floorboards and then into the walls and then the whole thing. But when Jesus came, he quenched the rage that was in me. There's a rage against Jesus, but I want you to know Jesus is greater than the rage that's in the world. Let's stand to our feet. I'm over time. It's all the rage. Just lift your hands high to heaven. Listen to me. If you are not born again, we we do this wonderful thing where you know you can raise your hands and you can come forward and we'll pray with you and give you a Bible. And we can do all of that. If you want all of that, all of that is available. I've just gone a little bit over time. All of that is available. But the Bible says, "Whosoever believes will not perish." I want you to know Jesus hung on a cross, an innocent, perfect man hung on a cross to take your sin and my sin upon himself so that you could have your sins forgiven, extracted, removed, as far as the east is from the west. You could be cleansed. You could be made pure. You could be made whole. That's what Jesus did on the cross. He broke the power of sin. But not only did he break the power of sin, I found that when I invited Christ into my life, literally giving him the steering wheel of my life, He calmed the rage and replaced it with peace. I go to bed at night with peace. I govern my life with joy. I feel compassion for those who are still in the rage and they call me all kinds of names and they call my beautiful Leanne all kinds of names. They even call Pastor Mike, who's probably the most lovable human on the planet. If you had the choice between cuddling Mike Pastor Mike or a teddy bear? Duh, Pastor Mike. He is more lovable than a cute little teddy bear that you win in those carnivals. Well, most of them, I'm going to say. I did see this big one with... There's a rage. Don't don't go home with a rage. That rage will destroy your marriage. The rage drives people to alcoholism. The rage drives people to drugs. Listen to me. Most of the people that we watch on The View, The the View is rage personified. They should just change it from The View to The Rage. Because they rage against all wise counsel. They're They're just filled with... But if you peel back the onion, you'll find that every single one of those people have a trauma they've never brought to Christ to heal. There's an abuse, there's a brokenness, there's a... So they rage. If you have rage in your friend, don't leave with it. Jesus died to to cleanse. Jesus died to free. Jesus died to quench that rage. Lift your hands to heaven. Father, I thank you for these beautiful people. Those that need to be born again, just believe in Jesus and you'll, you'll be born again. Just invite him in. Give him the steering wheel of your life. But I pray for those who have rage today. I break the spirit of rage. We declare the rage in the world. We see the rage. But we see that Jesus calms the raging seas. He calms the stormy waters. Jesus, his word because of the peace. The peace in Christ is greater than the rage in the world. That's why Jesus' peace overcame the rage of the crucifixion, the rage of the beatings, the rage of the crucify him, crucify. He overcame the rage of the world and rose in peace, rose in power. That's what is available to you on Pentecost Sunday. Bless these people today, I pray. In Jesus' name, everybody said, amen. Wow, what an amazing word. I hope you enjoyed that as much as I did. Hey, listen, for more information about our church, go to www.awakenchurch.com